You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session 15. I think this is a really interesting session. I think that you can definitely feel that there's kind of like an interesting dynamic and push pull at play here. And I think that you know, the why behind it continues to unfold throughout this season. But I think that what is actually really valuable in this session is knowing that like, even if you've been working with someone for a long time, even if you have a stellar coaching relationship, like things can come up that feel crunchy or like there is push pull or like there's an interesting dynamic at play. And being willing to kind of wade through those times, I think is so valuable and so important. So just wanting to name that for this session, pay attention to that, listen to that. And also there are so many other really, really important nuggets in here in terms of like mindset, team, all of the things, data, right? So there's so much goodness you will get just in terms of straight value, but also pay attention to that dynamic behind it and how sometimes that happens and permission there to continue to wade through that and let that unfold as the season goes, as your coaching container goes, right? So I hope this supports you in that way and I'm excited for y'all to listen. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm loving life. Oh yeah? Tell me. Well, I decided that I got exactly what I wanted. Okay. Which was a break. And I was very grumpy because everyone was like, am I not available? Which is actually exactly what I wanted. Yes, fair. Mm-hmm. I was gone for a few weeks. Housekeeper wasn't coming for a few weeks. All of that stuff. I manifested that. So I was yeah, like, sometimes we get yeah. what we actually want, right? Plus one for the witch. So yeah, I feel good. Okay. And now everyone's back and things are great. This seems confusing to me. Why is that? Because you told me yesterday that things were not great and you needed to change roles on your team and things like that. So I feel mildly confused. <laughs> Well, we have to move really quickly for the sake of content for the podcast season. So, you know, keep up. But yeah, no, all good. Team, there are still some challenges there for sure. But just generally, I'm feeling great. Okay. So you're great. Those things are still an issue needing to be addressed. Yeah, well, I've got some meetings set up and things like that. Okay. Do you want to tell me about that? Um, They're happening this week. I have lists. I have contingency plans. I am at the end of my bucket of grace. So things are either going to change or things are going to go in a different direction. Okay. I'm like very annoyed. Why are you annoyed? <laughs> like we just have to stop recording or not because you like will not have conversations anymore. Yes, I will. I'm just trying not to call people an asshole again after that Sabrina lost her shit episode. We don't really need a part two, do we? We need a whatever is real and true and you need here. So I mentioned this in the intro, but I think there's just this interesting dynamic here that's coming into play. And I think it's 
partially of coaching someone on a podcast that you've been coaching for a really long time, right? This is a definitely a new experience for me. Everyone that I've coached on the podcast previously, I've never had a different coaching relationship with. And so it's never felt off or like something felt different or like something felt, you know, not normal to what we're used to. And so I think that it's been really, really interesting and just like, you know, eye-opening to go through this season. And I'm just so grateful to Sabrina for being willing to like embark on this together, right? But there is like an interesting um, shift that I was feeling here. So, I'm, you know, I think she's trying very hard to be vulnerable. I think I'm trying very hard to, you know, stay open and hold her in what she needs while also naming and noticing when a different dynamic is coming into play. And so just helpful to see this. I think like the takeaway is definitely just that things can happen and shift in different environments and containers. Like maybe you had the client one-on-one and now you're with them in a mastermind and things feel a little bit weird. Can you name that dynamic? You know, for us, it was like, we were always, you know, offline, so to speak, and now it's getting recorded. And so what feels different here and do we need a different way to approach this? And so just really wanting to call that out and bring you guys on this journey with us as we figure out what that looks like. What's real and true is that I've been struggling on my team with some lack of execution and management and just like really poor management. And I feel like comfortable, like going in a different direction today. I have a contingency plan. I know exactly what I would do. I don't even think I would like be impacted that much, but I'm still committed to like working through this and trying to get it better. Um, But I think what I feel like it comes down to, if I'm like, what's the root cause is just like a lack of presence where it's like, they just don't know what the fuck is going on in the business. And just like ours are really not being used properly. I think the thing is, and again, like, I'm happy to just like call this, like, I want to be here to support you. I don't want it to be like, you're worried about like what it sounds like or whatever for the thing, but like, this is just such an ongoing challenge for you. It's not like, let's go in a different direction today. It's like, literally like team has been the biggest thorn in your side forever. And like, this can't just be like a, oh, it's just this one person who's kind of not paying attention. Like, you know that. But I think that like every other team member is not a thorn in my side. This role has been for every single person that's had it though. This role has always been a thorn in my side. And I am wondering if that's always going to be the case until I hire someone full-time. Right. But I don't want to do that. Right. And you don't want to give that much control over, but you want them to have that much control. So you're kind of trapped. So I think it's really helpful to hear Sabrina name that this role has been the biggest challenge and just normalizing team challenges in business in general. You know, I think that so often what's interesting is that as our business gets bigger and bigger and we have more and more team members, that's actually the thing that, you know, can be the most challenging, but it's also the thing that's maybe sometimes the hardest to share about because it's not just about you. It involves a lot of other people, right? So I think that's one of the reasons it's a little bit challenging for Sabrina to kind of talk through this here because she's wanting to be really conscientious of who this affects and how it affects them because it's not just about her. It is about a much bigger dynamic. It is about other people. And I think that that 
is why sometimes on the broader scale of the online space, you know, it seems like everyone's running the perfect team. And it's not always because someone doesn't even want to be transparent about that, but sometimes it's because it feels difficult to be very transparent about that because other people are involved and having a lot of empathy for that and a lot of awareness around that is actually really important. But what I will tell you is that by and large for my clients that are really growing and scaling in big ways, team is one of the biggest focal points that comes up and often one of the biggest challenges. And so just really wanting to name and normalize that it's okay to experience those ups and downs and those challenges and that everyone ahead of you in business that's growing and developing is experiencing some of those challenges and dynamics too. And being able to just see that as a normal part of business growth and seeing that as a really important place to focus your energy and attention is really helpful. It's not even that I want someone to have control. I just want someone to follow basic instructions. At this point, my expectations have really lowered dramatically. Yeah, but realistically, it cannot be factually true that every single person in this role can't follow basic instructions. Yes. Mm. I've had people do really well, but what I find is that like a lot of people use OBM as like a stepping stone. And then they're like, I'm going to go be a business coach. I'm going to go start an OBM certification program. You know, like that just kind of tends to be a very common thing. I even see that with all of my clients who are OBMs, like they all do that. And then three months later, they're a business coach. And like, yeah, that's been the case like 75% of the time, or they're still doing OBM work, but then they have this whole like second arm of their business and their attention gets really split. So like people will be a great fit for a while. And then it's like, oh, I want to go do something else. Okay. And so why are we not hiring someone full-time? I don't want someone that close to me all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. There's also a lot of like legal and accounting and like tax implications for that, Mm -hmm. that I don't want to deal with. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I would need to reduce some of my team to justify that, to give them enough hours. And I also don't want to do that because every other person on my team functions great. And half the time I've been in business, I haven't had an OBM. And I almost feel like I've done better without than with. My mom's opinion, because obviously my mother is always right, you being my other mother. So I'm sure both of you, if you teamed up, I would die. But my mom's opinion is that I need a really good executive assistant. And she also says a full-time person as well. Paul also likes the idea of full-time, but he understands that I'm not going to do that. (laughs) What you're actually saying is Paul also thinks that's the right idea, but he doesn't want to fight with me about it constantly. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I just think that, so like, here's, here's like the other thought, you know, like with like, robots and like chat GPT and AI and all this stuff. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the like management stuff, like the people managing isn't as required as it used to be. Like an app can track team hours for me. An app can remind people to do their tasks. Like an app can show me the hour usage and like productivity and like how many people are like late on their tasks on average. So I feel like a lot of Or like what I want to find my dream is I want to get a nerd to like code a script that will take my content bank and then auto-populate it into like my content schedule. And like, I just know that's a matter of time before that comes. 
But like, I feel like a lot of that's why it's been easier for me over the years in the times like I've had OBMs also like go off for maternity leave or like they start having a bunch of kids. It's usually either I want to go have kids and shut down my business or it's I want to go be a business coach. It's always like one of the two. And I had one situation where one person got like really sick, which was very unfortunate because she was my favorite. But yeah. So third option, robots. What do you think I'm thinking? Probably that I'm an asshole. <laughs> Listen, all that can help. Like absolutely use ChatGPT, use the apps, all the things, right? But like at the end of the day, like I think you still want someone that's holding the business with you. You still want somebody that's like actually able to see that bigger vision with you and help with the execution of it because you get into that swing then where you're like, I'll just do it all myself. And then you feel overworked and frustrated and resentful, right? Or it's like, I don't have the support to not do it myself. And so I feel like for the life and business that you want, having someone that's able to be your like integrator, execution person, manager, project manager is almost a requirement, right? Okay, so obviously Sabrina's kind of serious, kind of teasing here, but I just wanted to make note on the ChatGPT apps kind of thing, right? I really do believe there is a big place for this in our businesses. I think like ChatGPT, whatever version of that is here to stay, right? And at the same time, I don't believe that it replaces humans, no matter how much kind of quote unquote easier that would be from a team standpoint. Like, wouldn't it be easier to not have to deal with all of the dynamics of team and just be able to have like AI and apps do it? Sure. I think there's a part of our brains that kind of like loves that idea when we're presented with a challenge. And of course it doesn't replace the humans. And of course that's not actually serious. However, there are ways for these to really support the humans in your business more and more. So really wanted that to kind of be a takeaway here is like, I don't think anyone needs to be like worried about their job or running out trying to replace their team. But I really do think we can be saying, has my team been given permission to leverage these things more? You know, have I thought about how to incorporate ChatGPT into our processes in a way that can help my team be even more efficient, even more productive, whatever? That's really a big takeaway here. And so I would just challenge you as the leader of your team to think about if you've had that conversation, if you've opened that door and what it would look like to let those things support your team even more fully. Yeah, but I have like very good admin VAs that I feel like could just do that stuff anyway. What's the difference though? Like we're just going to call them an admin VA and that makes it feel better. No, I don't know about that. I don't know. It's not like I would listen to anyone's opinion anyway on like what to do. So like VAs work really great in that you can just like give direction and they go execute. But I think that it depends on what kind of setup you have with like an OBM too. Like if what you don't want is for them to be like giving you a ton of, you know, whatever, like opinions and feedback, I don't think that has to be it. But I think somebody that's like, for example, partially why this launch didn't get off the ground is because you were trying to be the one to get the launch off the ground. Yes. But that's because I feel like what's struggling right now is like not being able to get anything off the ground. So it's like, I'll take that on my plate. I'll take that on my plate. I'll do that. I'll do that. And then that's 1000%. So so same page, like that's why you need someone where you're not going, I'll take that on. I'll take that on. Nothing's getting off the ground. Yeah. I feel like, I guess I make a decision then. I honestly think that this is the number one thing that is like holding you back 
as not having the support to do that. And I think the vacillation between what like you're going to hold, what you're not going to hold and like going back and forth on that. Like if you want to go past this, like having the right person in that role is basically a non-negotiable. Yeah. I think that's why I've tried so hard to like make it work for so long because I didn't really want to go through the process of like starting over and finding someone new. 100% because that's, it is a, a big process, right? And it is a big undertaking. And I think that it's not something to take lightly. It's something to treat as like the most important thing in your business. Yeah. And I get why like capacity wise, you didn't want to do that right now, but also like, I just don't see another path forward for you that doesn't look like that unless you just want to do everything yourself, which I think you would do for a few weeks and then be like, fuck this shit. Yeah. Well, I might keep trying to make it work. How is that the fucking takeaway from this? <laughs> like, how, how is that where we landed? <laughs> I don't know. Why are you so resistant to that? Um, I think I just want to feel like I did everything I possibly could. Mm-hmm. And I am also, yeah, I don't know. I think I just would rather try a little bit longer before calling it quits and burning it down. What does trying more entail? Like, what is the problem to solve there? I think the problem to solve is maybe redefining the role. Because looking into some of what was happening is a lot, there was like very little like delegation to other team members and like actual project management and follow through and like organization. So I think having more conversations of just like redefining the role. And then if I'm feeling confident that things are getting better, then awesome. And if not, then that's shit on a stick. Do you feel like you've had those though? Because I feel like I'm getting a little bit of a mixed message here. Because I feel like yesterday you were like, I have had all of the conversations. I have done all of the things. I have. And today I'm going to have another one. So I feel like I'm going to make a decision in the next like 48 hours. But I feel like I want to have one more conversation before I make a decision. I think that's fair. I think the the point there is that like what you want to watch is just how much it's like back and forth where you're either like, I'm going to stay in and I'm going to make it work or you're like, burn it down. I think you're like path forward here is I'm going to have the right person in this role no matter what. And so like what you could get clear on is like, what is that role? And then either this person decides that they can step up for that or not. But I think like, that's almost like the redefining that has to happen here. Maybe like less person specific, more like, what does this mean to entail so that you're not vacillating? Yeah. Yeah. So something I really want to talk about here is defining roles on your team versus trying to fit a person into it. I think that what can happen, especially if we end up with a team member that we really like or that we feel connected to or someone that we want to hire, is that we can try so hard to like make things work for them, right? Versus defining what the role is and just fundamentally being able to say, does this fit or does this not? I also think it creates so much more clarity for us and our team member versus again, just almost like trying to make it work because then it's just kind of always this constant battle of like, do we even need this? Is this this thing they want to do? And it feels so dicey versus this is just simply what the business needs done. Does this person 
fit in that role and do they want to do that or not? And so if you're struggling with challenges on your team, having really, really, really clear role definitions is so useful. And I know for some of us that can feel kind of rigid or corporate-y, but as your team grows more and more, having those really, really defined roles and tasks Yes, it is a little more corporate but there is a reason that big companies do that. And so as you grow, being willing to kind of lean into closer and closer definition of what a role is and what the tasks are is wildly useful, not only for you, but for your team as a whole. Do you want to answer that? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Do you want to like answer that right now? Or are you going to like send me a list or how are we doing that? Um, I think send you a list. I've started working on some of that actually mm-hmm. already. It's not like written out really pretty, but I can definitely drop it in base camp for you to look at. Okay. But that was just part of like contingency plans. Like if this doesn't get better ASAP, then like, what do we need coverage on? Like, how do we move forward? What's our backup plan? Who does what? So I've got that ready. Okay. And I'll flesh it out more. Are we in agreement that you having this is important? Yes. Are we in agreement that you might consider full-time? No. Okay. Let's battle that one out. Why don't we revisit that conversation in 30 days? You said 48 hours. Why don't we just like put a pin in it? I don't like that saying. Why not? I don't know. Because it irritated me right now. Most things irritate you. Um, But like Megan's not full-time. Nope. Yeah, so let's see. My business model is entirely different than yours. Whatever. I just don't even think I would need someone full-time. I genuinely don't. I think that it's not necessarily about like the exact amount of hours. I think it's more about like what you keep saying that you're craving, which is them being like way more like present and available and not into, you know, other things or other endeavors or whatever. And so I feel like- But that's like already the case here. So I think that it's less about like, I think it's more like mentally checked in, if that makes sense. Like that's the thing that I'm missing. Like, you know, like when people are like around, but you're like waving like your hand in front of the face, like, dude, what's up? It kind of feels like that. Yeah. And I'm not saying like a full-time person entirely fixes that. Right. But I think that like, if you want it to feel like they're a hundred percent focused on you, then I do think that's what you want to hire for and pay for. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that you shouldn't have them be completely unfocused on you, but I do feel like since this has been a challenge and hasn't gotten resolved otherwise, then it's like worth looking into other options instead of like trying the same thing again. Yeah. Sounds good. Gonna do that. I also think it would be really good for you because I feel like it would make it harder for you to like pull back. But I feel like I've been decently consistent up until my Christmas breakdown. Yeah, totally. Which is fine. And like, I think someone that was really, really in it with you would have like been able to be the buffer for that. Do you know what I mean? Not that you couldn't have had your break, but like you wouldn't have felt like you couldn't because you had someone that was handling things. Yeah. Okay. Which would make you less resentful Mm -hmm. and would give you even more time when you needed it. Mm -hmm. So interesting. So interesting. So I'm willing to put a pin in it for 48 hours, but not 30 days. Sounds good. What does that mean? That means I'll see you in 48 hours. And that means like what? Like by Wednesday, we're going to decide 
what? What's happening with that role? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good negotiation. Yeah. So good. Okay. What else? Every time I journal, I make money. It's super weird. Literally every single time I make a five-figure painful sale. It happened again this morning. So that was super fun. I was journaling and then I picked up my phone and I had a 10,000 panful. So that was cute. What do you make of that? I don't know. And I don't even know like where some of these people are coming from because they're not following me on Instagram. So I think it's the podcast, but what I might do is just put like a question on our onboarding forms of like, how did you hear about us? Or like, where did you hear about the program? Oh my God. 100%. Yeah. So that should be on there. Mm -hmm. I just figured that out. I got seven applications for the mastermind in the last week. And all of them are quality. So that's 245,000 in potential sales. Actually more than that. I think it's like 270. Even if like half of those close, that's like six figures in sales. And I think all of them were like, I'm 100% yes, take my money. And we also got a person DMing us about it or two people. I think one person DMing us about it who didn't apply. So that's potentially eight. So that's exciting. So good. Okay. So we have multiple things to talk about here. One is like, how are we tracking where these people are coming from? But then two, I want to not move forward on the journaling, getting you sales piece. So for where people are coming from, we used to do UTM codes. Did you hear me? Said I want to not move forward without talking about the journaling, getting you sales piece. And you're like, oh, so sorry. UTMs. <laughs> sorry. I thought that was like part two of the topic of conversation. <laughs> Okay. So journaling. Yep. Good shit. Magical makes money. Yep. I sense not as much excitement as I would expect from you being able to write a few things in a journal and make a 10K painful. Um, I think maybe there's just like a level of shock about how weird it is that that every single time I do it, I, that happens Mm -hmm. like every single time. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying not to jinx it maybe. Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. You know? But yeah, I mean, it's pretty, pretty badass. So it's fun here how Sabrina mentioned that like every single time she's journaling, she's making sales. And I think that this can feel so crazy sometimes and it can feel so like, it's like why a lot of us don't journal because it's like, even though we have that experience and it happens, we write it off or we're like, oh, it couldn't be because of that or whatever. But at the end of the day, I really do see this work way more than it doesn't. Like every single big goal I've hit in my business has been something that I have written down with very clear intent, very consistently. And whether that's just getting me focused on that enough that I take action that creates that result or whether it is literally like, you know, a manifestation practice, it almost doesn't matter, right? But the fact that you are giving focused attention to that thing and intention to that thing and making it a part of your day and world and then seeing it show up is so wildly useful and empowering. So I really just want this to be a reminder that, you know, sometimes the stuff that we write off as like too easy or doesn't make sense, like journaling about sales, eye roll, is actually the stuff that can make the biggest difference and that can totally change how that thing not only shows up in our world, but how we show up for that thing. So y'all know I'm a big fan of journaling. And so this is just kind of my little plug. Like if someone that, you know, is at the level Sabrina's at and having the success that she has can really tie to like 
wow, I really show up and journal and write this and it really shows up for me, it certainly can't hurt to give it a try, right? Like what if you just did that for five minutes every day? How much could change in your business because of that? And I really, really challenge you to try that. Have you been enjoying doing it? Yes, I have. It doesn't feel like a checkbox kind of thing right now? No, not at the moment. So maybe that's like part of it too, right? Like it's like, you're actually in it. You're enjoying it. Remember how last time we were talking about like, you could just yeah. like write something on a page and it's like checking a box and it doesn't really matter if you're not like feeling yeah. it. You're just like dear diarying it. Yeah. Are you doing it consistently? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say so. Maybe not every day, but like five or six days a week. Okay. That's good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's coming up? Mm-hmm. What is coming up? I think a lot of just like, who do I need to become to get the things that I want? Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Feels very relevant to the OBM conversation, but go on. Yep. So that would be one I would say. Okay. So I really want to visit this question of who do you need to become? Sab is obviously being somewhat avoidant here, but this is really a question that all business owners that move forward are asking themselves whether they realize it or not, right? because we often need to become and act from a different place than where we currently are to grow. And I don't mean that in a way of like, you're not good enough now, you have to be someone else. But often you do have to be thinking, showing up and believing on a different level than you currently are to have a different result. So, you know, again, it reminds me very much of the journaling conversation we just had, which is like, this is one of those things that almost seems like too easy or too simple or like makes you want to eye roll like, oh, who do I need to become? But at the end of the day, like this is what growth is. It's looking at who you need to become and then showing up as her. And so if this is not a question that you have asked yourself recently or that you are not in the regular practice of asking yourself, I promise you it will be a game changer. If you can, even if you don't freaking write it out, but if you can just spend five minutes in the shower or on a walk or whatever feels good for you saying, who do I need to become to get this thing that I want and creating some clarity for yourself in that, it is pretty wild how quickly things can change from that place. So really, really encourage you to do that. And if you want to mesh both of these challenges and not only journal, but journal on who you want to become, I really think that could be amazing. So I really, really suggest that you challenge yourself to do that. Who do you need to become? A bad bitch. I think you are your bad bitch. Try again. Um, I don't know. It's just really hard when you're already perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So hard to find things to journal about when you're so fucking perfect. Yeah. I think a lot of it's also just like, what do I need to do? Who do I need to become? How do I need to show up? And a lot of those are just like things we've already talked about, like around consistency and things like that, which a lot of those I feel like I'm doing, which feels great. Mm-hmm. Also so like to just yeah. keep driving this home because you know, I can't stop, but like, I think your consistency has been great. I mean, obviously I think the Christmas time was like a little bit of a wobble and all of that. And we can like talk about getting the launch stuff now too, but like, I think that this is where that role comes in because you are someone who kind of wants to be in and then Mm -hmm. out. And I think that's always going to be a piece of you to a certain extent, right? Like, I think that that's why like you having the podcast done months in advance has been really helpful, things like that. But 
having someone that, yeah. you know, can buffer for that and can make sure that things are running even when you pull back. I think that's the key because like you're doing such a great job, but also like you don't want to just not honor yourself and your own rhythms to an extent too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. I hear that. Am I selling you on it? You're not selling me on full-time, but you're selling me on having the right person in that role. Okay. I mean, baby steps. Yeah. We'll think about it. Okay. Okay. So ultimate baseline takeaway, who do you need to look at? A bad bitch. Okay. Tell me about her. She's bad and she's bitchy. (laughs) (laughs) Give me an example. I don't know. Think Anna Wintour. Think Devil Uh, Wears Prada. uh, (laughs) I actually didn't mean like that. I meant like an example of what it would look like for you, but okay, fair. I don't know that that's quite the vibe we're going for, but I'll take it. I actually really like that vibe. I feel like it really works with my aesthetic. So interesting why it's hard for you to keep team members. (laughs) 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 Ha ha, you're so funny. (laughs) It's funny because it's true. Yeah. Are you not liking this line of conversation? Are you over it? Um, No, I'm fine with it. I think I just know what I need to do. And I'm not going to hire someone full-time, but thank you for playing. That wasn't what this was about. Yeah. Give me one thing you need to do then. Have a hard conversation today. Okay. And is that you becoming the person that you want to become? I think so. Good. The person I want to become would have put up with this for this long. And like not made a change there. So you feel like you want to make the change soon, but you also just want to like have one more hard conversation. And then you trust that like the person that you are becoming want to become is the leader of the business that you want is like, I have one last conversation. If it doesn't work, I think so. Okay. I think that's just like a good frame. Like if you see it as that versus like, as I'm so irritated, I have to have this hard conversation. Not that you are, but like, I'm just saying like, I think that's helpful for you to be like, I'm seeing this as me stepping into that person that I've been writing about in my journal. You know what I mean? Because that person in your journal makes you sales, apparently. So now UTM codes? Maybe. Why are you being weird about that? In what sense? How am I weird? Because like, I don't want to get someone full-time or? No, no, no. <laughs> because I keep asking you about who is that person you're writing about? Who do you want to become? And you're like, full-time. I don't want full-time. Or do you just think I'm trying to trap you right now or something? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think that I just feel like OBM is a tough role to fill. And all of my clients tend to struggle with that as well. And they like experience similar things. And I just think people think that a lot of OBM is almost like a cute title. Like I'm an online business manager. And it's like, you're a really shitty overpriced VA, which I'm not saying is the situation here. But I just think a lot of times that does end up happening and it's a tough one. Listen, I think that like, just like there's shitty coaches, there's shitty OBMs and there's like, you know what I mean? I think that's fair and true in many regards, but I also think that like, and it's true for like every coach. Like I saw there's this girl that used to be a relationship coach. Then she was a business coach. And I saw her on Instagram yesterday and now she's a social media coach. Like there's just a lot of like, let me see what's going to make me money versus like, let me actually get good at my craft. And that's like what you have to kind of be just like such a hard stand for and unavailable for. And I think it's very much a practical thing. It's very much a mindset thing of like you getting like fucking unavailable for somebody that doesn't like see that as their craft or like really want to be behind the scenes in that way. 
Yeah. So I think there'll just need to be a lot of discernment there, but I think I'm also just mindful because I was thinking about hiring another VA as well. Like I just know that when I put the call out, I'm going to get like literally 487 applications Yeah, and then just having to sort through all of those. And then also knowing that like people are going to say whatever the fuck they want in the application. Like I will give you my baby. I will cut off my left leg to work for team Sabrina, you know, like, so it's also just like kind of sorting through that and like separating like the bullshit from like what's true. This could be a nice wrap to the podcast where you end up with a baby. Yeah, because someone just gave someone gave you a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, keep that in consideration. But what I would say to you there is like, I definitely wouldn't be putting that out in a big way. Like, I think you should definitely hire off like referral at this point for a VA. I always hire through referral though, and I think that yeah, yeah. I might just want to like widen my net. Maybe I don't know about for a VA role though. I mean, I think that that's going to be like exactly what you're saying. I think that's going to be a very, very wide net. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, and I, or that has to be like a really, really well-defined process with many steps in it. Yeah. No babies. Yeah. They can't have babies or they can't give me babies. No, they can't give you a baby. Whatever. It's not like I want it or anything. <laughs> Maybe try journaling on it. You always get what you want. Always. I got one. I got Clyde. That's true. He's a baby. He is. Okay. So, I mean, listen, I think unless you were like in dire need, let's table that part until you figure out the OBM part, because I think it's very hard to bring in a VA without yeah. someone to manage that role. Yeah. Well, what I was going to do is um, start with like very small scope of just get a second person trained in the email inbox. Cause right now, like my coverage other than the VA is like that operations person so that like mm-hmm. if the VA is unavailable either for illness or family vacation or whatever. So like just getting a second person trained in inbox, which I think the original first VA can do that really well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so just just an inbox person. But if you replace that OBM role, they need to learn that anyway. So maybe it's like you replace that, they learn it, then you train yeah. up a second person. Yeah. Yes? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Feel good? I do. Okay. You were saying UTMs, obviously. Feels like a thing. Okay, so I just wanted to make a note of this because I'm sure there will be some questions on this, but Sabs and I talked about UTM tracking. So basically, it's just so valuable because it shows you where your leads are coming from. So it's basically like snippets of text added to the end of a URL that help you track where your website traffic comes from. So we teach this in Datable, so we'll put a little bit of information down there if you're interested in learning more about UTMs. We have like a mini course on that. but. What I really want you to take away from this is that you literally can know how people are finding you, how they're buying from you, where they're coming from, what's generating the most leads and traffic in your business. You know, I feel like sometimes people think like, oh, I wish I could just know where everyone that bought my program is coming from. And it feels like a dream almost, but like you actually just can know those things. And so I just really wanted to make note of that because we have these amazing free resources available to us like UTM tracking that can change so much in your business when you actually know what's working. And many people that are 
much further along in business are using these not because you know they have to have it to be successful but because it helps them leverage their success and be more intentional and efficient and spend in the right places spend time in the right way so really really suggest you look into utm tracking if you aren't already it is a game changer and it is so useful to know these things no matter the level of business you're at yeah so in terms of like where's our traffic coming from we were doing utm codes but it was like such a bitch to upkeep and like the only way it's successful if like one person is responsible for every link ever that goes out in the business and that just wasn't practical at the time so like maybe we'll start it again but yeah that one was a bit of a bitch i think it's super worth it if it's just really, really basic stuff. Like we're figuring out like Instagram, Facebook, different things like that, podcasts, whatever. I wouldn't do like every podcast episode, but like they all are just podcasts. You know what I mean? But I do think that's really worth it for you at this juncture. Yep. Okay. Well, then and again, like if you get the right person, they can be overseeing that. I think where it gets so frustrating for you is you're the one overseeing UTM codes and that's not like feasible at all. Yeah. So we will get that done. Okay. I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of it is the podcast because we, yeah. we turned off ads this month to make some changes. So it's definitely not ads. And then, it, I mean, it wouldn't probably be Instagram. Like maybe it's my email list or podcast, but I would guess it's one of those two. And then yeah. some of them are people that like been following me for a while and stuff. It would be very helpful to know though, especially with like you doubling down on like two episodes, things like that. I mean, that would be like really useful information. Yeah. So that will be good. Okay. Launch. Gonna do it this week. Um, have my master class today. Do you feel okay about moving forward with it with everything going on with OBM stuff? Um, I mean, it's certainly gonna be spicy. But yeah, I feel fine. Like this is an off week for me. So I don't have any calls on my calendar, any work. So I've got nothing but time. And my housekeeper is back on her normal schedule and Paula's home. So I've got plenty of help. Okay. You know? Yes. Also very good to be like, there's literally nothing keeping me from doing it. So if I don't do it, then obviously something else is there. Yep. Just me being a little bitch. Right. Do you think that's what's happening? Well, no, because I'm going to do it. Therefore, not a little bitch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just curious. Okay, master classes today. Yep. Do you feel ready for that? Mm-hmm. Yep. I spent an hour or so this morning doing all my notes for that. So I feel really prepared there. Good. Yeah, I think I've got like three pages of notes or something. And you're opening on the master class? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So I feel good about that. That set up ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All of that feels good. Okay. How are you going to feel excited about it? Coffee? Maybe. What else you got? Once I get started, I'll feel excited. I don't mean the master class, although yes, I mean the launch. How do I get excited for the launch? Mm -hmm. Tying it to things that I want. Okay. Such as? Those are secrets. State secrets. (laughs) But I do. I have a list. It's a secret list, but I have a list. A secret list is a new podcast secret or a secret from me secret? Secret from everyone's secret. Nobody knows the secret. Not even Ooh, is Paul. it like a birthday wish where like you can't tell anyone like what you wish for when you blow out the candles? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because otherwise I would jinx it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Is it personal? Is it business? It's not illegal. 
That's helpful. Yeah. What realm does it lie in? Mm. Investment. Okay. Wealth building. Okay. I like that. So how does this tie to that? That gives me cash that then my accountants can say, yes, Sabrina, you can take that money from the business. And then I can go do things that I want to do with that money. I love that. Yeah. Does that feel like exciting and locked in? It does. Did you journal around it? I sure did this morning. Look at you. Okay. Why do you feel excited about the people that you're going to help in the launch? I mean, everyone just always says that Abundant AF is like the best program that they've taken. And it's the favorite one that they do like every single year, year after year. So I just know that people are really, really going to enjoy it. It's one of those programs that there's like before Abundant AF and then after Abundant AF. So I feel really good about that. I think sold out sales is similar because like once you know how to sell, life kind of changes. Totally. So I think that Abundant AF is one of those as well. I think that's good marketing. You should talk about that more. BAF. B-A-A-F, I guess, but you get me. Yeah, I'll do that. I like that. That's very good. Yeah. Okay. Why are you doing this? Doing what? Spinning? Yes. I don't know. I do that sometimes. Keeps the blood flowing. (laughs) Are you excited, uncomfortable, irritated? What is is the feeling we're moving through our body right now? Mm. No, I think I'm just getting ready because my master class is in like 15 minutes. So I'm just like just getting, getting the blood flowing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be sitting for 90 minutes. You want to brush your hair or something? No. My hair is brushed. It's just in a bun, but I was going to take it down. <laughs> I like how every episode you insult my outfits. It's really great. <laughs> Fair. But I think there is this version of you. That would feel amazing on that if she was in that, which you tell me all the time. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Yep. Yep, as in like, you're going to go change or yep, as in I hear you, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. I purposefully picked this shirt out today. Okay, I like that shirt. I have no problem with that shirt. I just meant like, Obviously you have you been do. saying that you know, you've been saying like, oh, I want to like wear my nicer clothes way more and da da da. Yeah, that was before I got a Clyde. Like he chews holes through everything I love. Mm, fair. You know? So not not for like six months. Okay. But to be clear, that was a you thing, not a me thing. I also have on like a t-shirt. Who cares? Correct. Can't be judgy over here, you know? Yeah. Clyde, a baby. Same shit. Mm. Same shit. So Bennett also chews through your clothes? He just likes to get them. With his dirty. Yeah. No holes, but dirt, lots of dirt. Not dirt, but you know, like food and shit. Beauty pie. Okay. So what is the feeling you're bringing into this masterclass? Magic. Okay. That's not a feeling. Try again. Magical. You're feeling magical? Yes. Okay. I like that. That is a feeling. That is a feeling. And how are you pitching at that? With my mouth. (sighs) I thought Clyde was going to come on and shake his little butt. Yes, we should do that actually. Yeah. Shake his little his little bum bum. Okay. Apart from that. Um, I mean I'll send out like follow-up emails and stuff, but I think also like I'm just immediately gonna go into a full scale launch from there. So are they getting like a deal for being on the masterclass? I don't think so. Is there like a 
bonus that we're in right now. Nope. Okay. I mean, you don't have to add urgency there, but I'm just saying like, think this through a little. Yeah. No, I think I'm good to just kind of leave it as is. I also think I might stick with vision board pricing. Okay. That I like. That's what I mean. Something like that, where you can just say like, actually, and we're extending vision board pricing, whatever. Yep. Yep. But I mean, like through the whole launch. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. I think I just want to keep it easy for myself mm-hmm. and not have to like go create a bunch of new payment links and like update sales pages and shit. Yeah. Except that again, the problem is that you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Okay. But like, this is where we are and it's called radical self-acceptance. <laughs> Fair. Except I think you should get pretty unavailable to keep doing this shit. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm definitely there, but I think I just want to have like one more conversation. Yep. And also fine for now. Like it doesn't like, you don't necessarily need to make this launch hard. You just need to execute on it. So I agree with you on that front, but I do think like, what I don't want to see you do is do this like 90 minute masterclass and then like kind of forget slash half-ass pitch and then feel like, what was the point? Yeah, I won't. I got it. You sure? I'm sure. Magical. Magical. Okay. You have 10 minutes. Yay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Gonna go do some crack, BRB. Okay. Go have a coffee. We'll do. Run a brush through. Mm. It is brushed. My hair is brushed. <laughs> I love you. You're going to yeah, be great. Let well. me know after. I do love you. It's not my outfit or my hair. I didn't say anything about your outfit. Mm-hmm. I think you're perfect. Mm-hmm. I just think it would make you feel great. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I am forever grateful to you for being part of our journey and spending your time with us each week. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking a reviewer to give my MSC bundle to as a thank you for listening. This bundle combines trainings and workbooks that walk you through a condensed version of the work I do with my one-on-one clients through my mindset strategy and execution framework. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. And if you want more tips and strategies for growing and scaling your own business, but are short on time, then you are going to want to opt into my private podcast feed, Back Pocket Business Mentor. You'll get immediate access to a private podcast feed full of tons of three minute episodes where I talk about everything from how to pick a strategy and business model that works for you to how to show up online as an expert and increase your conversions. Just go to a lituplife.com forward slash back pocket to dive in.